What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Fire Talk Quarantine, episode 9,622. Uh, I mean, it feels like that some days. Although 20, 23, I think. 23. <laughs> I, I, you know, after, after 9,620-some, you just kind of lose track. I was, I was good up until that point. Um, but we're here to talk about the latest in streaming. HBO Max has come out. It's been out for about a week now. We've got to get our feet wet with it. Want to get your guys' initial takeaways here? What What are your thoughts on HBO Max? I think Ron should go first. He loves it. Ron, <laughs> Ron, Ron was so for HBO Max. Like I just, this is true. We can go back like three episodes, and Ron was hyping this and being ready for it. Oh, I got so much to say about HBO Max. I, I most think of it's, it's probably controversial. I think it's unique. I like the way it's got a layout. Um, it's layout, for example. Um, like Netflix, you know, every page is the same as you're surfing through. Uh, just the titles, obviously, of the content is different. Um, HBO Max, you can kind of just scroll down on this one page and you'll be able to see almost everything. And then, you know, before you click into the individual hubs. So I like the presentation of how it looks. I, I like its library. It just, the library needs to grow a little wider. It's very, it's, all right, it's very small. But it has potential. Once the library grows, grows, and if it were to acquire all of DC Universe stuff like that, it would. I think it's in competition for number one spot for me. Absolutely. Um, the only downfall that it has right now is its limited availability on platforms. Like I can't stream it on my Firebox. I can't stream it on a Roku. Because Amazon to, sucks. <laughs> I have to stream it on my PlayStation. So. To be honest, I was all about it the first couple of days, but this is this actually shows you how important it is to be able to be available to stream on all devices or more widely used devices. I, if I'm already on my Firebox, which everything else is on, is on my Firebox at my house, that's my hub for everything, I'm not going to go and get my PlayStation controller and then turn it on and then go through the loading and log into my user and do all that's too much work. Yeah, that so, 20 seconds is really a hashtag really is. first world problems. <laughs> yeah, it totally is a first world problem. You gotta change HDMI inputs. No, I, yeah, sucks. you do. It's so annoying. <laughs> like, listen, I know the, when we my, speak about it, it sounds terrible, but in all my reality... T- my TV true. automatically changes the input when I... So does mine. Honestly, you know. <laughs> my, Samsung, my Samsung used to do that, but like I said on our last episode or two ago, LG sucks. It doesn't do that. So anyway, LG does that. Get with the 21st century, Ron. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> so um, for that reason, I have been heavily diverted from it, honestly. I think it's got I, a great Cartoon Network catalog. The DC catalog is, is going to grow. Um, it has major potential. Major I potential. Think, I think content-wise, they're in a similar position to uh, Disney Plus in that the back catalog and stuff they have, there's a lot of stuff in here. Um that like has been hard to find streaming previously. Um, so it's nice that they've gathered that all together and have like, they've got a pretty decent catalog already, honestly. Yeah. I was um, surprised when I logged in at how many titles were there actually with like, even just, I didn't look at the TV shows as much, but just looking through like the movies and sorting A through Z, I was like, all right, there's a lot of no name movies in here. Like that I've never heard of either, but I was really impressed at the number of movies just in general that it had. Uh, and I'm also on the same place pages the disney plus i think their original content right now is very lacking um there's only like a handful of shows with a couple episodes and none of it is like crazy exciting to me 
Yeah, outside of their uh, old HBO originals you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, like yeah. Yeah, I mean the Max originals. Gotcha. Uh, which brings me to my main problem that I have with HBO Max, actually, is their their branding and their marketing. Uh, and I think it's gotten better since it's launched and a lot of things have become clearer. Um, but it just seems like they're try- they're confusing things too much with like, these are HBO originals and these are Max originals and they're different things, even though they're on the same platform, but don't ask too many questions about it. Uh, <laughs> and I mean, right. things, things have gotten better since they officially launched. Like it's become a lot clearer how the streaming service works for HBO now. Like your cable subscription for the most part still gets you access to HBO Max. It's not a separate thing. Um, HBO now has just like turned into HBO Max. Like if the first time you sign into your HBO now account, you're like, they're like, Hey, go download our new app. This is where your new subscription lives. Uh, well, I mean, sometimes in some cases the apps just straight up updated when it yeah. to, to now, um, instead of now it's now max, but it's just making me question like, why was this not clear mm-hmm. a month ago? Like why were all these questions cir- circulating that just made people confused and not know what was going on? Uh, so I think that was a huge fail on their part. Maybe uh, they're like, we think it's going to work this way, but we don't want to say just in case. Right. Like this is going to sound dumb and people are probably going to laugh when they're listening. But that's fine. So this isn't, this isn't new to me. But um, when, I, <laughs> when I first logged on my PlayStation to download the app because I, I read it wasn't available on Fire, I only saw HBO Now. I didn't know that that was the HBO Max. Yeah. So I went mm-hmm. half the day without downloading it because it, I was like, yo, PlayStation doesn't have the Max app. That's bullshit, right? And turns out you download now, but that's Max. And you go on to now and it turns into Max. And I'm like, so that was confusing. But after learning that, it turns out that if you have your Max subscription, you have now automatically on devices that don't support Max. And yeah. the vo- yeah. devices that support Max, it's automatically Max. That's stupid. It's, it reminds me of one of my one of the favorite things my, one of my colleagues has said, and that's that good marketing just makes a bad product fail faster. But in this case, HBO has the opposite problem. They have a decent product, it seems like, but they just have terrible, terrible marketing. Which is yeah. so weird because it's not like HBO has really struggled with their marketing in the past. No, that's how they've gotten so much buy into like Westworld and Game of Thrones. Like they've built a huge following and like through their trailers and things like that, like they should know what they're doing, but. Uh, as to as to the fact that it's not on like Fire TV and Roku, I actually looked into this a little bit uh, this week because I was like, well, why can't I watch it on my Fire TV? Because uh, Bezos was like, nah. Well, and it's because uh, Amazon and Roku have both invested so heavily in like their channels mm-hmm. where you can subscribe to stuff through them and it just adds the channel for you. Uh, and HBO Max, they don't want to do that. And so right. they're... Amazon is like, well, if you don't want to do that, then we don't want to play ball. Yeah. Uh, like I told you guys last week, I canceled my channel to get Max. Yeah. So that's what Amazon doesn't want. Like I literally took away their $15 a month subscription to do the $11 a month Max. Well, and so, so it's just a matter of like HBO Max or Amazon wants like a certain cut of the profits for people who yeah. download their, the app through their platforms. And it's just a whole bunch of legal drama that they're trying to work through right now. Yeah, well, eventually I, mean, I think that'll happen because oh, yeah, Max, I mean, Max isn't going to reach its potential without having that market. No, I mean, the Fire TV and the Roku are the two biggest streaming platforms out there right now. So there's no way they're going to just sit back and be like, well, fine, we won't be on your platform. I want to fact check that. I can't believe Fire TV is that big. 
Well, it someone is? that has an Apple Roku, TV, I believe. It, uh, I it, say, Apple TV, I think, is big. It enough. automatically updated to HBO Max. Yep. And as someone that had no expectation for HBO Max, because I was like, whatever, it's just another streaming platform. I was wrong, Ron. It's pretty awesome. The only thing I can't <laughs> figure out was why they chose purple as their background. I like um, it. That's what I'm saying. I like yeah. it. I like that. I like it's it. it's weird. But anyways, because um, blue and red were already taken. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but um and so great. like for me as uh, someone that streams all his content on his Apple TV, the experience has been pretty much seamless and flawless. Yeah. I I can literally switch between Netflix and HBO and Hulu and Amazon without any issues whatsoever. I just got to back out of it and then go to the next app. I mean, I think the content themselves for being a day one release and I wasn't sure what they were going to have um, considering I literally was like, it's just going to be a bunch of HBO shows. And that's what I literally thought it was going to be. They have a ton of stuff on there, like some throwbacks. Like they have all the Mighty Ducks movies from back when I was a kid. Um, they got all the Harry Potters on there, which is like, I believe the first place you can even stream Harry Potter ever. Um, yeah, you can fact so. check that, but I think it's the only place I, you can stream think, Harry Potter. I think you are right. I don't think they've ever been available for free streaming anywhere. Yeah. And so like my wife and I were in the third Harry Potter movie. Um, I'm rewatching Entourage. I'm rewatching the Pacifics of HBO originals. Um, I'm quite happy with it. Um, but I've had none of the, like, again, I came into it with very low expectations. I wasn't all hyped up with the marketing and asking all the questions like you guys were. I just logged in and it worked. Well, you <laughs> weren't hyped up by the marketing because their marketing sucked. <laughs> yeah, I, like I didn't really do any research on it whatsoever before it came in. I got the login. I came in. I started looking through to see what they had. And I was like, oh, I like that. I'm going to check that out. Oh, I like that. I'm going to check that out. I wish I could, uh, like as I'm watching TV shows, I wish I could skip the credits on the front end. Netflix has really screwed me on that. I can't do it on many other platforms. I think Netflix is the only one. That skip and, intro button on Netflix is oh, like... It's, a, it's addicting. Well, it, might, it might be patented, to be honest, which might be why the other places don't have it yet. Yeah. And then also, I think... And they fixed it today. I noticed it today. But um, for the first couple of days, as I was watching through TV shows, like in Entourage, I was watching through Entourage, you couldn't skip to the next episode when the credits hit. I had to like click the yeah. 10 seconds until it ran through the credits. That's they, dumb they finally got that fixed to where like the next episode like slides up and you can click on the next episode, but and maybe that was just a day one or a day I mean, five issue, but uh, Disney plus had a similar issue yeah, when yeah. they first launched. Disney plus had restart. a lot of issues. Yeah. And maybe that was part of the goal behind not marketing it so heavy. That Disney could be. plus got the marketing snot kicked out of it. And That's had true. a lot of problems with too many users, and and yet it's already got like fifty million users, <laughs> fastest growing streaming platform or streaming uh, service well, out there. And that was to well, be expected. They really didn't need to market that one the way that they did. That was just. But yeah, I mean that's part. that's what Adam's saying. Like the huge influx of viewers day one causes ton of problems for Disney Plus. Yeah, I mean it was like so the maybe... first. It was like the first week where you were still having issues getting content to to actually play. Yeah, because they had too many people on the uh, on the servers at once. Yeah. So maybe it was intentional. Maybe HBO didn't want to draw a ton of attention right away. And then, Although that's still a weird, weird choice to me. But <laughs> Soft roll it and then get word of mouth and start ramping up advertising as you get more than 10,000 hours of content on there. And to that point too, yeah, it works out in the positive if you don't do that. I, though I think we still have the issue with like the confusing marketing they were doing. 
But now on the plus side, like if they had marketed it and then like you had higher expectations, you're less likely to have that word of mouth where Cole probably is like, oh yeah, you should definitely check out HBO Max to like anybody who asks now because he's like, definitely met my expectations. Like it's above my expectations. He's like thrilled with it. And so you do have that kind of double-edged sword of like how far is, or how far is too far, how much is too much. Um, and I do want to say I was right. I did the fact checking. Uh, Amazon Fire TV is the sixth most popular uh, streaming device. Uh, Roku is first by like a mile. Uh, and then second is actually play, PlayStation, Xbox, Samsung or Tizen, and then Google because the Chromecast. Where, where are you getting your data from? That's this is from this is from the Verge, which was sourced by Strategy Analytics Connected Home Devices Service. Give me a date. Uh, June. Of when? Twenty nineteen. <laughs> so as of last. There's year, a lot of Junes. <laughs> as of last year. You said twenty eighteen or twenty twenty nineteen. One year ago. Because Apple playing, fall. I'm uh, finding articles. In dead last. Or no, I can't tell. I'm colorblind. I can't tell where Apple's at on that. Looks like maybe seventh. Okay. Uh, I yeah. mean, for just for example, uh, in January 2019, Amazon said it had well over 30 million Fire TV users compared to Roku's 27 million. Yeah, uh, I'm having a hard time buying Roku at number one. I mean, no, Roku's no, definitely Roku's number one. Uh, I'm shocked by that. It, I didn't it said that. it's a super cheap tra- streaming device. But yeah. I, don't tr- I don't trust your data. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Roku has more than 41 million devices as of June 2019. Yeah, uh, they may Ju- have 20, 41 million devices sold. I guarantee they do not have 41 million devices still active. That's, well, I mean, that's the only thing you can go off, though, is how many devices I are have, sold. I have two at work that are sitting in the desk drawer because they're just trash. As of uh, July 2019 this article is saying amazon and roku control 70 percent of the streaming market between them yeah but Uh, hold on guys we got to remember that people use amazon fire sticks to hack their tvs and get free stuff i'm not condoning it but i'm just saying it happens well you can have cody on other devices and just amazon i had cody on my apple phone at one point you can have because that's what they use it for was for cody yeah i know I think, Jake, I think the numbers you're looking at are probably like one single Amazon device that they're counting. Um, it's the Amazon Fire platform or, any, or the Fire TV platform, any of the Fire TV devices. Yeah, I definitely don't counting. trust your numbers. I don't believe that. There's no way. And I mean, cons- I mean, but how many people use their consoles to actually stream, though? I, I don't know. A lot of people. Yeah. yeah, before I got my Fire TV, the, I streamed everything through my PlayStation. That's wild to me. I hate it. It's I hate it so much. It's so annoying. I just I just always figured why bother buying a dedicated thing when this can already do it. Right. Like, no, I understand the logic behind it, but like if you look at people like if you're like heavy into gaming, I would rather have the room to download my games. I'd when I could download the apps onto my Firebox instead. Yeah, but I mean streaming apps hardly take up any space. Like it's it's not like they're I guess, but if you're me and you got HBO Max, HBO Now, Hulu, Disney Plus, ESPN Plus, all these things. I, it's like, I don't want 15 streaming apps on my game but console. All of, all of those apps probably take up maybe 200 megabytes. So maybe yeah, I say, I guess. bigger no, hard No, you're drive. right. I guess. I don't know the, the statistics on that. You're right. But I'm just saying I don't download it. a whole lot of games either. I, I use most of my discs. I just use the discs still for most of my games. I don't download them. Yeah. What are I mean, discs? <laughs> yeah, physical media. What is this? 2015? Yeah, mm-hmm. right. What a great year it was. I mean, yeah, could we go back to that? <laughs> <laughs> Shoot, I'd take 2019 right now. <laughs> yeah, right. I think everybody would take any Gosh. year over the year we're having so far. 
I guess my question to you guys though, moving forward in this conversation would be, where does it stand compared to other streaming devices for you guys? Because for me, it's right up there. It's in top three contender list. I just want to know because as we had, you guys can go back a couple episodes ago, we talked about the best streaming apps in our opinions. Mine is Disney Plus because they have forever content. Now, since a lot of places don't have forever content like Disney Plus does, I feel like that's going to be like the future. Like, is Max going to be like a hub for DC and all of WB? Like, is Harry Potter going to be on Max forever? I don't know. I can't trust that. Because if it I is, mean, I'll keep it. I, owned, I'll keep it. But I don't know. Owned, they're owned by WB, so I don't yeah, see why. That's what I'm saying, though. But like, they didn't advertise it like that. Like, Disney advertised that everything's going to stay here. You know? So, like, I that's don't know if, if Max is going to keep that. Like, are they going to bring in all of DC Universe? Because these DC Universe sucks. But, like, I love some DC Universe shows, but I don't want to subscribe to it. But if it's on Max, I'm all about it. I mean, personally, uh, HBO was one of my top streaming services before this. So them adding more stuff is never going to bring it down. Uh, I mean... They just had, even discounting anything that might disappear from the platform or whatever, the HBO original content is just so strong in and of itself. Uh, like, there's some of the best dramatic TV out there. Like, the, you can't argue that. You're right. I agree with you. I agree with that. Yeah, and I'm going to have to walk back. Like I said, Apple was really good, but they haven't done crap um, since... <laughs> since like all this has gone on, like the, the whole staying at home and stuff, like their content hasn't been that great. And um, like I said at the beginning of uh, the pandemic and stuff like that, and they have some really good stuff, but as I've basically had to stream for the last 13 weeks or whatever, I don't find myself going to Apple TV, just being completely honest with you. Oh, wow. I'm shocked to hear you say that. Can you say that one more time? <laughs> I said it once, Ron, and that's all you're going to get. So take it in, <laughs> suck it up and move on. Um, I mean, I will, I will put it up there with the likes of, of a Disney plus and a Netflix. Um, and we all know that HBO is going to continue to pump out quality content that Netflix can't seem to get their arms around quality content. They just pump well, out quantity content. Yeah. I mean, that's the, that's the difference. Like Netflix to this point has just focused on pumping out as much original content yeah. as they can. Quantity over quality. Whereas HBO has always been, we're going to make like these four really good shows this year. Mm -hmm. I do have to do a shout out though for Netflix for Wrong Missy. That was the first film that they did, a Netflix original that I thoroughly enjoyed. I was laughing from beginning to end. I haven't Wrong, watched that yet. Wrong Missy is fucking that hilarious. That, that movie is great. And my fiance and I both looked at each other and we were like, wow, this is the first good Netflix film. Like I actually enjoyed it. And it took me a couple of days to actually watch it because Netflix, like we, like we just said, their original content kind of slacks, but this one was was really good. So if you haven't seen that yet, go do it. Okay, I think you need to rephrase how you just stated that because it sounded like it took you a couple days to watch the movie. Oh no, it took me, <laughs> it took me a couple days to get into the hype. People were posting about it, and I was like, all right, I'll finally watch it. You know, I, I didn't like watch it the day it came out. Okay. Like a lot of people did. There you go. That makes yeah. more sense. Clear it up for you a little bit. All right, and I'll admit I was partially wrong. When I said that Ro that Roku wasn't first, they are still first in the U.S. market. Worldwide, it's harder to track down. Oh, I, I mean, I wasn't debating that Roku was first. Uh, I think Amazon is just a lot higher up there than you were saying they were. 
yeah, there's no hard numbers on any of that, but uh, Roku is definitely in the lead in terms of even just streaming hours in Q1 this year. They had something like, where was the number? 13.8 billion hours streamed, 13.2 billion hours streamed, which I mean is because of COVID, but it's uh, a large percentage. So Roku is number one. I don't know where everybody else falls. I'm going to take it as it is. I thought Apple would be more popular to be honest. But they are well, pretty expensive well, too. Well, you have so. to. Con- you also have to consider Roku and Amazon are both, it, like, including their devices built into TVs now. Mm-hmm. Oh, that makes like, true. You can buy a TV that has a Roku built in. You can buy a TV that has a Fire TV built in. Uh, as that far as true. I know, they're the only two doing that. Uh, uh, some of your Android, you have Android TV too, which can do Chromecast. Yeah, I whatever. Have a, I have an Android TV. I never use it. <laughs> now, do you have an Do you have an iPhone? Yeah, and I just that's why you don't. I, I airplay it over, even though I have the option to Chromecast it from my iPhone. I still choose the airplay option because it's so much easier and so much faster. <laughs> It'd be just as easy if you yeah, had like the, a non iPhone. Yeah, but then we'd have to buy not iPhones, and I'm not going to do that. You're right. I'm not doing that. <laughs> Cole, the fun fact about doing that is if you're streaming web content, some of them will only stream at 720p uh, via airplay, whereas if you were to Chromecast it, the Chromecast actually grabs the content instead of pushing it from your phone. That's okay. Any 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 TV under forty seven inches, your your eyes can't tell the difference between seven and twenty and ten eighty. Anyways, and that's sure, a scientific fact. False. Why do you have a TV Ooh. underneath forty seven inches to begin with in the first place? Because I need to upgrade my TV. There you go. <laughs> See, there's the real there's the real the real uh, issue at heart. Well, see, so just make sure you get that one with the fire. Fire TV built in, and you're all set. Except for <laughs> HBO Max. I have an Apple TV. I'm doing just fine. <laughs> well, I mean, you can you can buy. I think an app. I think Apple sells their own TV too. No, that thing's don't. like eight grand. They used to. Yeah, I know that's yeah. for a fact because my and my father-in-law looked at it. Um, I, I don't think that one went anywhere. No, it yeah. was expensive. It's gonna yeah, like it, everything it went else about, that Apple makes. It went about as far as their streaming service is gonna go, I think. So. Cole, Cole would have been in line by himself outside Best Buy waiting for that thing. No, I wouldn't have. <laughs> There's a line of buying <laughs> Apple products and eight thousand dollars for a TV. It would have been you standing it's outside, very, still very waiting hard for the store line. to open. No, the <laughs> only the only Apple products people line up for anymore are iPhones, and Which, I don't even know why people do that. Yeah, because I think it's a Cole's worse the only person the I know phone. that has an Apple streaming device. I've never seen anyone. I've never seen it in person. Before. I have. One. I don't even know what it's like. Jake has one. Adam has one. You yeah, guys all awesome. have that. Yeah, what does Adam awesome. have? Oh, an wow. Apple TV. An Apple TV. Yeah, love it. Well, I am corrected. I've never seen one before in person. I will it's say it's a little black box. <laughs> I will say I do having used multiple streaming interfaces. I think the Apple TV one is like the smoothest out of the like main platform interfaces. Until like everything else that Apple makes, it gets planned obsolescence and then your voice control stops working and it shuts down every day because it's like, I'm thinking too hard and I need to reset. (laughs) Yeah, because no other company does anything like that. Get out of here. I haven't had any issues (laughs) with it on my Samsung devices. That's for sure. Okay. The worst is Roku, for sure. I believe that. Roku is so terrible. My mom bought a Scoob last week for when my kids were over there. So and I, we went. We went there. I believe yesterday. Adam bought Scoob too. Yep. <laughs> it was good. Yeah, I have Scoob. It's yeah. not bad. I mean, it's compared to other Scooby Doo products, it's definitely not the best at all. That's because that was, animation style sucks. But yeah, anyway. it was okay though. My my girls love it. Yeah, my kids yeah. love it too. But um, I went to my mom's house yesterday, and she owns it on digital, and I couldn't find it on the Roku. It didn't make sense. I didn't know how to get there. I just put on something else. I couldn't find it. <laughs> 
That's how much I don't like the interface of Roku. I was like, Mom, where the hell is this movie? I get, I can't find it. Can but you, Ron, voice, can you voice it in? Can you say like Scoob? No, I no, probably. I I must say, she didn't have voice. She had a Roku TV, so that it wasn't. But yeah, Probably Ron, we, just, we already learned earlier in this episode <laughs> that you only, that you only have like the attention span for like twenty seconds of looking. Otherwise, it takes too long. And it's like I'm going to something yeah. else. Yeah, but I don't have that. I don't have patience for that. Speaking That's of patience said. and attention span, uh, one of the shows that was hyped around HBO Max, I believe it was, is no, no, it wasn't. No, it's on Netflix. Netflix. It's on Netflix. It is Netflix. Okay. I didn't think so, but I was. I thought it was lined up to the same. Okay, uh, a different streaming service that is considerably more popular at this point than HBO Max. Uh, Netflix released Space Force. Uh, it's gotten some critical backlash, but all indications are it's actually a pretty good show if you're not like a just total jerk about TV. Um, I haven't had a chance to watch it yet personally, so I can't have a real opinion. But I know Cole, Matt, you guys got to watch it. What are your guys' thoughts? I'll let Cole go first because he's actually seen the whole thing. <laughs> um, so, is it the on, office set in space? No, not even close. <laughs> oh, really? Um, no, that, that's my take. That's what I thought it would have been. It's it's not even a mockumentary style show. Just so you know that. Oh, really? Uh, Good to know. No. I might try it now. Oh my gosh, Ron! <laughs> <laughs> Ron's like it doesn't have a laugh track. I'm in. Oh, uh, it's not the office. It's not dry. All right, I'll give it a try. Oh, it's got yeah, definitely got dry humor. Like. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I'll give it a try. Okay. Um, anyways, uh, I will say, so I always, I'm going to preface this. Season one of any show takes time for the show to get started because they got to introduce the whole jumble of characters. Um, but, Attack on Titan, but continue. <laughs> I have no clue what you're talking about. Anyways, um, but I will tell you that uh, it does come together quite, quite well, I think, um, in general. I do love Steve Carell's character and the back and forth between him and John Malkovich's character throughout the entire season with a little bit of Ben Schwartz um, is quite funny and it keeps it uh, quite lively throughout the entire first season um, because all three of them are, I, would, I wouldn't say completely different characters, but they, they play off each other quite nicely and um, it is very fun to watch. Um, I will say that some episodes are a hit and some episodes are a miss. I won't tell you which ones, but I think it's uh, it's got some growing to do as a show in, it, in itself as a whole, mm-hmm. but it's definitely completely watchable. Me and my wife, well, okay, I binged the whole thing. My wife went to bed after five episodes because it was getting late, <laughs> so, <laughs> but I binged <laughs> it. <laughs> and um, I'm... I'm uh, pleasantly excited for season two whenever that comes out next year i didn't even know john malkovich was in that and although i think uh, to your point i don't know if there's two actors that i could consider more opposite than steve carell and john malkovich and that's the best part outside outside of maybe like uh jim carrey and john malkovich but even they have like the crazy side at, like together so i think they might even be more like than steve carell and John no i mean i i do think the interactions between steve carell and john malkovich are the best part of the show uh partly because they have such different styles like no matter what john malkovich is in he always like feels like he's doing like really serious drama Uh, exactly and and that just like angry all the time that just like works really well uh, opposite steve carell here uh 
I, I, I agree with Cole. I've only watched, I think, three episodes so far, and it already feels like a very uneven show to me. Uh, like, sometimes it just seems like they can't decide what type of comedy they want to be. Mm. Um, I would agree with that. Uh, is, are we running into the same problem where they're doing different directors for different episodes, or is it having the consistent direction? <laughs> no, no, it's a different director for different episodes. I ah. watched as the, as, as the things were going, the credits were going, I watched as different, it's different directors for different episodes. That explains that then too. So that makes a lot of sense. Well, that's, that's not unusual for TV yeah. though. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. It, it just seems like, I don't know who the showrunner is, but it just seems like they don't have a clear vision for how they want the show to work at this it's, point. It's Steve Carell and Greg Daniels. <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, <laughs> so what you're saying is that Steve Carell shouldn't be the director. <laughs> he's No, no, he's not the director, but they're definitely the creators of the show and the producers of the show. Um, and Greg Daniels did The Office. He cre- he. He's the one that was the creator of the Office, uh, United yeah. States version of the Office. It really uh, seems to me like the show was created with like a traditional network airing schedule in mind, where like you can see what works and then adjust going forward. Except the whole season airs at once, so they can't adjust going forward. Yeah, I can see that too. Hey, and, hey, Cole, I got a question. We haven't really we haven't done written reviews in a while due to lack of content and everything going on in the world. So my question to you is. Since you've watched the whole season, what would you rate it? Like, what would you give it out of five? Good question. I'd I'm kind of interested in watching it. So I, I, that's a yeah, yeah. First, question. first season, I'd give the first season three and a half stars out of five. Three and a half fires out of five. Yeah. I've, that feels right to me so far. Uh, I yeah. mean, it, it's only what, 10 episodes? It's only 10 episodes. They're it's hard to get episodes. a good read. Yeah, they're only 20, 25 minutes long. It's hard to get a good read on everything. I will say that it ends. I'm not going to say what it does, but satisfying. It is satisfying to the point where you're like, and uh, that could happen in real life. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, I mean, it's 2020. I wouldn't doubt anything happening in real life. Godzilla yeah, could walk out of the Gulf of Mexico. I right mean, I with, with what the show is created to do to mock our certain presidential president, <laughs> um, <laughs> wouldn't put it past him. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but I will say this though. I mean, I love Steve Carell. He's one of my hands, hands down, one of my favorite actors when it comes to com- comedy and comedian stuff. Um, but his like demeanor and he like tries to put on this macho. Yeah, his voice is so weird. <laughs> yeah, so he does this macho thing, and then sometimes he slips into Michael Scott. <laughs> like so one so he's like this macho like i'm a four-star general and then next thing you know he's making a michael scott joke type deal and i'm like you can't be both <laughs> you've all gotta pick one it's like a really serious like military meeting and then all of a sudden somebody says something he's just like that's what she said <laughs> well i and i will say i think yeah. the first episode of the show is good enough to like make you want to know what's going to happen and mm-hmm like the show is short enough that you're probably going to sit through the whole season and you like even if you're not in love with it um but i don't know it's it's not my favorite comedy in the world that's for sure it's not so they so like as i watched because i I read a bunch of articles on saying netflix is losing the office at the end of 2020 and it's go you know because you know cbs is creating or nbc is creating their own thing or whatever the peacock the peacock yeah yeah they should they should retool that um, it's the worst streaming service name. Like, we, I think we can all agree on that. <laughs> Wait, not Apple TV Plus? 
Ooh, too soon. Sorry. That's okay. Um, no, we're only talking legitimate streaming services. <laughs> wow. Anyways, uh, but I will say it's not to the level of The Office, and it might get there. No. It might get there. Who knows what they do in season two and season yeah, whatever. I mean, to be fair, the first season of The Office is not oh, as, is not strong. <laughs> it's not. That's why it's six episodes and they had to sit down with uh, the brass from NBC and they said, where are you going with this? <laughs> <laughs> and he had to explain yeah. so they had to get a second season. So, Yeah, I mean, it's definitely way too soon to assess any sort of lasting quality, but yeah. If you're looking for an office replacement, this ain't it. This ain't it. There's nothing, there's nothing like The Office like I mean, at I'm all. Like, I'm like, hop on board this week. I'm going to give it a try. Uh, so I got one last thought here as we, <laughs> as we close out for a day talking about this. Cole, you mentioned that Steve Carell is like your favorite comedic actor. Slash... He's, he's one of them, but yeah. I, I thought you had said like during it, and I might have to replay this to confirm, but I'm pretty sure you said it was the best. And I was like, really? <laughs> like, I shouldn't he say is... he's, one of, he's, he's not the best. I should talk that back. He's one of my favorite Okay. Yeah, I mean, just like, he's just so classic. His Michael Scott character, 40-year-old virgin. I mean, just Michael Scott in general is just a classic, horrible boss I mean, of TV of all time. Um, and, think, and we're not going to get into this debate again, Matt. I think Steve Carell <laughs> is definitely up there in the pantheon of great comedic actors. I, I guess if you limit it to comedic actors and not like just comedians too, because I believe he, Oh, no, no, comedian. I meant to say comedic but, actors. I, yeah, okay. I mean... Uh, like a stand-up comedian and a comedic actor are two entirely two different, different. Oh, very, very. That's entirely different things. Yeah. Jim Gaffigan is a better comedian than probably Steve Carell will ever be. So. Yeah, I mean, same, you can't. Yeah. yeah, you can't compare someone like Jim Gaffigan yeah. to Steve Carell and make it an apples to apples comparison. Like they're yeah. different, different things entirely. Donald Glover, for instance, right, Rodden? <laughs> And I mean, there are actors who have who are successful in both arenas, stand up and yeah, and like television, movies, whatever. Donald, uh, Donald Daniel Tosh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel I love Tosh, Tosh is, his, and his stand up stuff. Both of them are great. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, his stand up is better YouTube. though than his Tosh Point stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, for I could, sure. yeah. For sure. I think I could narrate YouTube videos though. I mean, Tosh Point is also yeah, not really like comedic acting. It's it's much more similar to stand up than it is to. Fair. Like, Dane Cook. Does he? Oh, has he acted? <laughs> when yeah, was the last he's thing he's in? He did? Employee of the month. He's in a couple movies. Never even heard of it. It's like never seen Employee of the month. He was definitely in a couple of movies with that Jessica were... Simpson. Man, waiting. He was that in waiting. He was it. in waiting. He was good in waiting, though. He was a. I'm not even getting into. I this. mean, he was super, <laughs> super. He wasn't like a main actor, but like he did. He, he played his role, all right. Man, we're talking about man. He cooked on a grill. That's all he did. He wasn't even the head chef. He was good at it. All right. The more I've gotten into like stand-up comedy uh, and like watching things like that and like recorded ones, the more I've realized like how funny the memes and jokes are about Dane Cook just being like a noisemaker. Like all of the parodies of like him just like making random sounds with his mouth is exactly what like ninety percent of his stand-up routine is, and I love it. It's hilarious. That's accurate. I've seen him live in Detroit. Yes, that is accurate to the T. <laughs> but all right. Well, so if it's, if you haven't seen it, uh, Space Force is at least worth the. I mean, it's going to take you all of like four hours to stream or to yeah. watch all ten episodes, if that. Uh, so it's worth watching. Don't like get your hopes up too high. Is the I think the takeaway here. It's like it's not like the best show you're ever going to see, but if you need something new to check out, it's worth it. It's got some comedy to it. 
uh, it's going to be a good second season. Hopes are high for that. And uh, for everybody else, if you haven't checked out HBO Max yet, uh, it might not be for you at this point. There's a little bit lacking on the uh, on the new frontier. But you know, if you like all the back catalog of HBO, it's definitely worth the investment. And I think Ron's on the you got the special deal of like twelve bucks a month compared to fifteen if you're paying. Uh, not anymore. Oh, not no, anymore. That was before the launch. It was, it was only pre-launch. Ah, so sorry, y'all missed the boat on that. But I you tried. can still. You I can tried still... last week to get you guys there. I tried. I mean, we've already <laughs> discussed this. Uh, but we appreciate you joining us today. If you haven't already, you can uh, check out our Cartoon Network list on Facebook and Instagram. It's uh, gotten some feedback. I'll put it that way. <laughs> That's putting it very kindly. Yeah. <laughs> it's gotten some feedback. Uh, we hear you. Uh, we think you're wrong. Um, <laughs> For the most part, but we know that your voices are heard, your debates were had, and ultimately we made the tough call. Uh, I also think people need to pay more attention to like the rules of how we created it, which a lot of them just chose to ignore. Everybody was trying to put everything into God's here, and I was like, that's not how it works. <laughs> <laughs> but we'd love to hear your opinions on it as well. You can check it out on our Facebook and Instagram. Uh, if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to our pages, follow the podcast. We appreciate all your guys' support. And as always, feel free to message us or connect with us if you want us to discuss anything. Might even, if you have an interesting enough topic, bring you on as a guest to our podcast here. So until next time, enjoy your quarantine streaming. Check out the new stuff. Bye.